welcome. <laughs> now that's how you do it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> the wind exchange. Yeah. Here we are once again. Yeah, well, I didn't debut the hit that I took, but that's okay. You'll guys we'll will see more. me hit it. In yeah, a we'll get more. <laughs> it's our new ritual of uh, some coffee and dabs. Yeah, it's definitely turned into one of my favorite combos. Yeah. Well, also tabs and dabs. And I was just going to say, and tabs and dabs feels like a whole... Yee. It's like I got to make merch for that or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. such a thing. <laughs> That's what I'm literally... I'm designing tabs or not, drops. Drop. I'm like, there needs to be stickers on our bottles. Mm. I need to design a sticker on... Not that they're just personal use, but I'm like, I want to have a yeah. personal use sticker. <laughs> well, and we've had really special dabs called LSD, and that's what we were doing yesterday while we were on LSD, which is just lemon sour diesel, but it's, it's incredibly special. And yeah, I guess maybe, maybe placebo-wise, we ascribed more psychedelia to it as a strain, but it does sort we of feel like that. We were also on LSD. The real yeah, but up. you've said that before. We took LSD <laughs> when we smoked those dabs. You've been like, this feels like acid. Oh, the, the first <laughs> time... The, the first time we hit those dabs, which is last weekend, I was like, whatever one that one is, yeah. is I'm twisted right now. And you're like, it's called LSD. And I was like, they named that one appropriately. I love it. I haven't loved a strain so much that I've been protective over it for yeah. a long time. I know. But I had that and I was like. Yeah, we were crackheads last night. <laughs> we're down but to our they, last couple crumbles. The other combo that I've kind of fallen in love with is um, Lixpiso. Yeah. During the three-quarter way of my acid trip. Yeah. It's yeah. really smooths out the end to be really nice for me. I want to caveat that by saying we were playing music all day. And I think if we were just in the general... Yeah, I probably would have had Nothing going on, you would have had a fucking heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> you no, but like, I have to keep up with all these boys. They're like, oh, we're going to sing for hour eight now, Mayor. Are I you know. ready? And I'm like, okay. I, <laughs> I bet you if you asked all of us, we'd be like, we're just honoring Mayor and trying to just wrap some music around her voice. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it was good. I think, uh, man, Cass was, on, Cass was on one yesterday. She looked great. You know, like yeah. you can like sometimes Cass like will take it and she just like takes on a whole different like she looks like a fucking Powerpuff girl. You looked like a Powerpuff girl, too. She. uh Yeah, we're Powerpuff girls. <laughs> it feels like she becomes herself. It feels like all of these layers of resistance fall down and she can just like have fun and not be stuck in fear with like performance stuff. You yeah, know, seeing yeah. her rip on the harmonica. Are you kidding Holy me? It's going to be the shit. opener to my album now. Yeah. It was a real confidence boost for me because it's all in key. Because that's my usually my problem is like where you play instruments and there's all these keys and you can play them wrong, and you sing that's and you can problem. not hit the right key. You hit, you blow in a harmonica and as long as you like kind of chill it out a little bit, it's gonna sound great. Yeah, yeah. There's people that take that instrument to the next dimension, but for the most part, I think it's one of those instruments that makes you seem like you're a better musician than than you are. Yeah, you know. I kind of only like. The way that harmonica, <laughs> the way the harmonica plays cast. I'm not even gonna rewrap that. The way the harmonica plays cast is my favorite way. The harmonica. Oh, plays. it is. Because people that you like, you think take it to the next. I can't stand people that rip on the harmonica. It yeah, is. Um, it's one of those things. It's like jazz flu. I'm sorry. I loved. I do. I have fallen deep 
love with jazz flute, by the way. I've transcended this hate that I once had in my life. Yeah. I haven't with harmonica. Please stop playing it like that. Oh, my God. I love it. I no. fucking. Well, who we do you came think across some guy the other uh, fucking. He'll and be in like, our Wooks movie. There's this guy. <laughs> ri- ripping <laughs> just, on just the ripping. hill. I was like, I've never been so drawn to someone in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's so emotional. What do you, what, who first comes to mind when you think of harmonica? I don't know. Like, doesn't Bob Dylan play the harmonica That's sometimes? what I think of, too. I think Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen, Neil Young. Yeah, Neil Young was, I was going to say that, too. You know? And then, but, the, like, the sickest fucking harmonica player is John Popper from uh, from Blues Traveler. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that, like, that song is harmonica. And he, he wears, like, a hunting vest filled with harmonicas in, like, every key. So he's just, like, Smart. pulling them out and fucking doing his thing. And he was, like, back in the day, he was, like, 400 pounds. Yeah. On tour. Yeah. And all he's doing is like that. He does the most crazy harmonica shit you've ever fucking heard. Yeah. God damn. I think it's underused though, because hearing it on songs with you singing and it kind of just like duetting with a harmonica, I was like, this is. It, awesome. it is because remember, like last night, I was I almost rolled my eyes about it, but everyone is so mesmerized by the harmonica. Like it, it was like the instrument. We have every instrument and everything sounds perfect, but for some reason, the harmonica into like extra reverb. We're like, we need that. We need that part of this song. Well, yeah. and because Shane was good because we, he was shout like, out to Shane. Uh, he's like, well, the harmonica is in key A, so we need to be mindful of what we're playing to support that. Yeah. So that makes a big difference. Yeah. But yeah, you guys sounded amazing. It was awesome. Yeah, we had a great day. We uh, took like me and you took like five to seven acid microdoses, which is probably just a regular dose. I'm in love with it. It's I mean, so maybe it's been good. a minute, but I'm like. Damn. Like, yeah, maybe it is like me feeling like myself, like, especially in in that orbit of like, oh, I have a lot of performance anxiety or because I'm not a musician, it feels like, well, I would never want to take up space. And like a lot of playing music is like, you know, being confident enough to hold the space. And that's like a lot of pressure, especially when you care about the vibe. You're like, oh, I care about the vibe and I would not make this better. <laughs> you know what I have to do to even function in there? And I think this could help you because you're in the same position. Yeah. Just look at that room of people and just be like, I've, I've listened to way more music than all these people. I have thought about and appreciated just because of my years, my years here and what I've focused on. And I would say the same thing about you. Like, you know what sounds good. You know, so just do what sounds good to you. I wish I could sound sing good because I sing and I'm like, wow, that's just the worst sound I've it's, ever heard. It's it's like uh, that's dry, what I thought yesterday. I, I sang a song yesterday and I was like, fuck, man, I've been in under a delusion that I could sing. And when push came to shove, I was like, I told you, as soon as I finished, I sang Althea <laughs> by Grateful Dead and Shane ripped it. Yeah. And I was just like, I sound like shit. It I, like I, I knew that I was like an octave or something off and I just couldn't make my voice do the thing it was yeah. my first time trying to sing in the day later on in the day i i got I, I got a couple things i was like that sounded pretty good but yeah it's the one instrument where warming up is non-negotiable it really is and like you i remember Cass one time being like to me like don't you just want to be able to like not warm up and sing it's like yeah that'd be great in a perfect world where i had an instrument that had stagnant keys but like i am having a move a cell structure that's affected by everything the hormones the people i'm around my mood what i put in my body that day how much water i had mainly how much water i had how much weed am i smoking how hot did i smoke the weed you know like all of these things you could eat dinner with us we had to, our dinner was a little spicy. You wouldn't have been able to. And sing honestly, I, pr- I would have been a better singer with more acid, but that's why I didn't take as much as you guys, as I knew I had to improv, you know, melodies and lyrics for like hours and hours. And I was like, I just want to make sure I can hold this ship together. As soon as we got, to, as we pulled in, you said, "I'm hungry." What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> 
you haven't had enough acid yet. <laughs> and what? Is, that's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> but I did okay on the two drops. I mean, it felt strong to me. You know what it is? I realized as I was singing, <clears throat> your vocal cords are like a, like a guitar. There, you know what I mean. And like I was just just plowing through a song that was completely out of tune. Like I just need to tune those those yeah, strings. You, yeah, beyond like just warming up before. That's why, yeah, practicing singing because you you're just out in chaotic space. It's amazing that humans are even able to like form the notes, and of course we kind of have the notes because those are the notes I think mm. you form when you're high frequency and you place your voice in a place that's not forcing. You know, it's it's like interesting. Yeah. I think there's a natural relationship between those frequencies. Um, yeah. Can we just I, give a a quick blueprint of what the most perfect day with a group of friends can be and feel like and how to do it i feel like we did it yesterday <laughs> yeah um if you have access to to some acid and some <laughs> instruments and people with a good vibe you know you don't want to have too many people we had probably six or seven eight people there yesterday a nice warm place especially when it's uh cold outside a meal cast made us a meal to have in our back pocket yeah fucking the the most amazing day we could possibly have yeah yeah it's all about good containers life is just all about like okay setting a good container for whatever the moment is and yeah you got to take care of some basic things i was breathing it in yesterday because like i've been i've been having these moments a lot more lately where i'm like yo this is good get while the getting's good be very aware of this because what i what i can ruin it with is my little creature comfort complaints like oh, i need a little more of this or oh i should do this yeah. let me distract myself a little more and instead of doing that, just like, yo, breathe it in, man. You're tripping. You're with your friends. We're all fucking playing music. The music sounds so good. Force records everything we're doing. We're just playing live in a room, but the recordings sound like we're in a fucking studio. So, yeah. Especially this time of year, I feel like. It's a studio. He's there in the yeah. title studio. Yeah. It's a studio. We yeah. record. Yeah. It sounded literally radio ready, his it's, mix. Oh, so. yeah. yeah. Totally. Really good live mix. Um. No, this time of year is like, I was kind of dreading it, but now that it's here, I'm like, damn, I love it. Like, because mm. when it's nice out, I'm like, all I'm thinking about is like, okay, how can I go spend out some time outside? Or if I'm not outside, what am I doing? I should be outside. Now that it's like, all right, you're inside, make the most of it. Mm -hmm. I love it because I'm like, okay, now I'm drawing more, I'm doodling, I'm, we're coming up with things to do inside with other, with our friends. And it's, ah, it's not the worst. Where you have you gotta, to you got to compensate for the uh, that's what I'm because about you're compensating it's good we're 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 mindful of like oh it's getting fucking dark and cold and the summer just provides the vibe is for you. it's already set like you just step outside and you're like oh I'm swimming in beautiful air right now it's a little harsher out there now so you got to be a little better to yourself and it's so easy to just hibernate you know but you know forcing ourselves once a week to just have the best time ever with our friends and Go play instruments. God damn. We came up with some bangers yesterday. Yeah. Music is definitely the answer. Moving your body is definitely the answer. Uh, yeah. You know, whether you're a musician at that event or just somebody that comes to shake their booty, all are appreciated and support yeah. the vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the best. And maybe that's not your thing and you need to get Frisbees together or whatever it is that you want to do in a playful that's fashion really that gets some nice. energy moving, you know? Yeah. Um, well, when we do yeah. do these days and there's more than just like, you know, the musicians there, everyone is either dancing or doing some flow thing or like Cass is like oh, yeah. drawing or making food or something. So, oh, yeah. And everybody's a musician and it's always oh, fun yeah. to get everybody involved. And, yeah. 
get yourself out of that like oh you're a musician and I'm not a musician because like music theory is obviously like so great yes thank you but like you know bef- there was a time of music before you know the white men of Europe came along yeah <laughs> and started and, masculine energy yeah and yeah. music was always a communal thing where everybody well I shouldn't I, not for every culture, but I think a lot of people um, grew up where it was like your mom and everybody was participating in yeah. the song. And there wasn't so much of this, like you're qualified to participate Some in the vibe. Some people are musically challenged though. Like keeping a beat for me is honestly, like my mom has made fun of me since I was a kid. She's like, everyone, like there, I'd be in these gymnastics things and everyone, and I'm like two beats behind. And it's like, you know, I, I don't know yeah, if I've always had this. Just, you're just in your head. Yeah. Cause know, you do have rhythm. Some people are more in their heads and some people, so a harmonica, if you don't, can't keep a beat, pick up a harmonica. definitely (laughs) yeah because that's the thing i was trying to say about voice because like you're just in chaos with your voice like it's kind of like a violin but like even more so like you're just punching in the dark with notes you know the fact that they come together is kind of a miracle i I always think that about um like for me it's really hard to when you first start a song like wherever i land with that first thing that comes out which i don't know what it's going to sound like till i <laughs> sing it that's why you got to do it so much being on stage is a fucking crazy thing like when you go to sing that first note whatever you commit to that's what you're doing you don't yeah. hear a lot of people like um oh, excuse me i started that in the wrong key i got to you know oh um oh yeah that's where it is like yeah wow that's Jeff did that once on one performance he did he like st- hit the wrong key or something uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah no um voice is crazy but uh, yeah what i was trying to say with like it's interesting that our when you place your voice in a good place naturally it kind of attunes to the frequencies that we've qualified you know with the eight notes mm. um and i think rhythm is the same thing like there it's a natural there's rhythm as everywhere to tap into you know the fact that your bad rhythm is almost like a it's like a confusing statement because you're on your own rhythm you're doing a beat <laughs> You're she definitely rocking it, you know. I marched my own beat. You marched your own beat, and you probably make really <laughs> interesting music because your deviation, but like, of not tuning into other people's beats. You know what I mean? But mm. all music is, is is holding your beat and feeling confident in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's only wrong if you start to think it's wrong. You know, if you believe in well, it. Well, that's people... my problem. It's like throwing a frisbee. I'm like, this is wrong. I'm not. I'm gonna fuck this up. I'm about to hit someone in the head. And ultimately, but you killed the harmonica. You know. Anyways, yeah, yeah everybody. But, can and and I've said it before, but like the uh, y- you do hand jobs and blow jobs, like you okay, have okay. it. You <laughs> Jesus have it. Christ. No, but I'm saying like that's when she's like fully letting go. Like yeah, it's just of like I'm, she's not. Cause it's not about her. It, it doesn't feel like as much. Exactly. Also, scenario. you guys, I don't think you realize that var- varying the beat in that can also help reach a climax. It's almost <laughs> variation. Like, yeah, inconsistency. <laughs> yeah. I've watched how people jerk off. Holding a beat is hard, though. Like, I think of myself as having great rhythm as a person, but I got on the drum kit last night. And, and killed like, it. Well, well am I? Uh, do, does something, <laughs> do I have good rhythm? Uh, does something happen to everyone where they get behind a drum kit and they get immediately in their head and that's the first, it's like, that's the first boss you have to fucking defeat is like, oh, fuck, I'm in my head and I'm the loudest instrument right now. Everyone's playing along to me. Like, I, yeah. I can't do it. It's a really fun meditation. I will say trying to keep a consistent beat. Like, I can get into why you'd like being a drummer. Because mm-hmm. there's parts of my personality that want to be so inconsistent that I can feel oppressed by drumming. I'm like, oh, I've got to be supportive of everyone and just, like, stay on the same thing. And yeah. I, want, I really just, like, want to go everywhere. But I also kind of got into last night. I was like, I'm just going to, like, turn into this nothing thing. And that was really fun. Just, like, focus on keeping the same thing. It's that probably a, supported a good vibe it, of, it, like, it, what other people It also created a new one. When, when Mare jumped on drums, uh, the music changed drastically. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think it's important to be bad at stuff in front of people. So I try and make that part of my life consistent. I think that's a that's a huge um, uh, little asterisk on this whole like have the best day ever. Don't assume like oh we're gonna make the best most brilliant we're gonna write an album this and that. Don't don't have any attachment to anything. I think that's why we have such a good time. We put people on instruments that they don't even know how to play. <laughs> you know. I'm on guitar. I, I, I literally just, I, I kind of know what the chords are. Yeah, but that's because you know? you're playing with people that do know what they're doing, too. There's yeah. always got to be a combination. And I was going to say that about music Everyone can't be on theory. their non-first instrument. I was <laughs> like, yeah, the only thing that made my harmonica sound good was like Shane's licks. I was like, wow. If, uh, like, if, if one or two people in the room know music theory, the whole band is going to be... It's so right. The rad. whole band knows it. It's you so right. Because you know kind of where to keep it. Totally. Because so. your ears know it. That's the thing. Like, music theory is just the description of what your body knows. Like yeah. they were, it's just like all science. They were just trying to study what we know already. Why is this working? Why is this happening? It's, Why, the, you know? it's the religion to spirituality. Exactly. But, you know, That's a good way to put it's, it. It's the same thing. It's like this very ethereal thing that we're like, how do we begin to put some symbols and language ab- around this so we yeah. can decode something that's very mysterious. But when you break it down, like when, you know, one of my great composing teachers just took me on the piano by ear and was like it's not complicated hear this note where does it want to go you hear it like not everybody has more trained ears or less trained ears but like everybody generally like you hear a note and you hear it wants to resolve up or wants to go down or it like feels yeah. like you settled home like you enjoy music because you can discern through all of those feelings and you know their musicians take you to certain places you like or it's a hero's it, journey every piece of music you establish what home is and you leave yes, home exactly. and then you want to return home exactly and you come back a changed person from <laughs> what you've been through and like all, all the Grateful Dead do because they do the same thing yeah they just make that journey way longer and trippier and it falls apart and comes back together that way when you come home you're like where the fuck was I just now <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah and you can go further and and um, yeah take yourself to crazier places obviously when you know those those rules and how to break them but everybody has that natural stuff in their ear and I love like it's so fun getting to hear people's own beat and rhythm Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> or lack thereof. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun listening to highly trained classical musicians, too. But like, yeah, everybody has something to offer. To me, this is the most fun stage to play with musicians because like none of us have really played in or been in a band before. We've yeah. just done these kind of things. And yeah. You can almost look at someone and know what kind of music if they're leading the way, what it's going to feel like and sound like. like. For some reason, before Shane ever played guitar for us, I could have told you he was like surfy, <laughs> dreamy. <laughs> yeah. Know. Yeah. I could have told you, and like you could probably look at me and be like, "Yeah, he fucking gets into some heavy Krishna." That's you know, all I know how to do. <laughs> I feel like my shit turns into ballads a lot, though, but I don't know. Yeah, but that's you. You're a sweetie. <laughs> You're a sweetie. <laughs> yeah, totally. I feel like I have a fun party side that I get into, mm. and totally. then I have a heavier side. I feel like there's like three solid versions. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Places I even sit in my voice. Yeah, there's a lot of different. Yeah. Yeah. I tried, uh, like, really kind of just making stuff up while we were playing. Really, that was, I just dabbled with that the last couple times we did this. And that's uh, really, you have to get into a flow or or it doesn't work. Yeah. You know? It's, uh, it's why it's. If I can speak highly of myself for one second, it is why I think I'm fun to play with. Is I feel like I have so many vibes because my personality's always been like so. I don't like who the fuck am I? That like I change so much 
um, with the different ingredients of the band members that we bring in. And it's so fun even for me to see who I'm going to turn into that day just mm-hmm. with a different band member because mm-hmm. I know an t- entirely different part of my personality is going to come out. Yeah. And oh, I've yeah. grown to really love that mutable side of myself of like, who knows what I'm going to sound like or who I'm going to sound like today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the range. It's um, it's so fun. And different people bring out different sides of me and different writing. And like, it's fun. Yeah, for you me. were duetting last night. Oh, my God. It's so, so good. <laughs> so Jesus to Christ! I was trying to get Sean to do it with me, but he's he was being shy. I got him too high or something. No, I was I was so I was having a little bit of allergies. That so too, like I hard. feel like um my voice needs to like be able to flow through my nose too, like to sound yeah. the way I want it to sound, and Definitely. it was just stopping right there. Yeah, and so I could do some stuff, but I really I was like oh, I'm I'm not as shy. I'm not really feeling that shy right now. I just feel like I don't sound that good, and everyone. Else yeah, you were kind of defeated by your first round or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was rough. <laughs> that was rough. They were singing an entire version of Althea that I just sounded slightly off key. But I mean, how many times did Jerry sing it like that? Yeah. A lot. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> A lot. We loved it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, voices are so interesting and I love watching people's vocal journeys. I can't wait to hear Connor sing again. I know you guys got to hear him sing oh, recently yeah. and it's He's been a best. long time since I heard him sing. And, yeah. Um, I love hearing like Daniel sing the other drummer that we work with. He's got know? such a he's beautiful such a great voice. voice. Oh my god, <laughs> he's such an amazing singer. Like he's he's like his voice is for like when we get a little more serious about our shit. I'm like, oh, you actually yeah. could legitimately do this. You two singing together would be really beautiful. <laughs> yeah, he's got um. Yeah, he's got that real Lion King voice. I think this is like, I think R&B you guys have super inspired me to be like, okay, maybe I don't think of myself as a singer, but it's a worthwhile pursuit in this life to find your voice in a way that can like feel in tune. So Sean is so patient with me and he'll play songs and I'll like try to do the ones that are like a little more solid or more like, you know, not like hot, too high or whatever. Yeah. And it's like really fun because I'm like, okay, this has been a dream of mine to ha- find my voice and maybe my dream doesn't have to be to be Mariah Carey but my dream could at least be like let me sing a song that someone might else en- enjoy hearing you know oh yeah yeah to communicate something especially since there's so many songs that have already have the most amazing lyrics it's not like I can just I can pull and like the the covers you guys were doing last night were making these songs like taking them to a whole new different dimension that I'm like that version it like deserves to exist and that's why even on the discord i like want to encourage people to do covers and maybe yeah. we need to lead the way with definitely being bold and uh vulnerable enough to we share should. our own but i'm we like should. i want to hear people's covers like i remember aj th- playing some stuff i mean I, people do originals like david dombrowski and yeah all this stuff and i'm like damn i want to hear everybody. daniel dombrowski th- th- what did i say david <laughs> no i didn't <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i didn't hear i thought i said i well in my head but i said daniel yeah like making stuff that you think people would enjoy but also just getting yourself to expression with moving air through your water vessel in a way that you believe in as an artist mm-hmm. you know just like expressing yourself in a way that you're like i stand by this it'll you make know? you better at this like yeah well, it's all the same it's just it's, yeah. mov- it's moving air you know it's moving the air energy um totally I used to, when I would do, um, like, sales calls for uh, commercials, they're really hard to get. It's, like, e- even getting to the part where they're, like... On the phone with you. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, winning like the lottery. lottery. Right. And then to get the job from there. You so have to like, do, like, a pitch, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have to get on there and pitch I've never people. done anything like this. It's, it's such an interesting part of y'all's life that, like, is kind of... Pitching I mean, I've auditioned, so it's, like... It's it's similar. But different. It, it's similar. But, like, in an audition... Like I don't, I'm an leotard. I, I got a number on me. You have a number <laughs> that's, on you. That's scary as hell. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. A, I gotta look at myself in tights in the yeah. mirror. <laughs> but like, 
I Am I going to make it? <laughs> yeah. And, and, well, and you're, you're part of, there's so many people auditioning and, and I'm the one that that's like doing the auditions. I'm like, okay, next, 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 yeah. next or whatever. Yeah. So I assume you go in there with the, the mindset of like, I, the chances that I get this are very slim when I'm up for a job. I'm like, I have a one in three chance of getting this. I already like won the lottery that we're even bidding okay. this job, yeah. but you get on and it's, I, I was so bad at these calls when I first started out. I was so, because I would have a list of things I would want to say and I wouldn't leave any space for them to ask questions or say anything else or it was just, it was a fucking mess. And I had to, uh, I, what I, what made me better and I hate doing this as I listened back to some of the calls because they, they, we, rec- we have every single sales call I've ever done recorded. And you listen back to some of them and you're like, damn, I fucking could have done way better at that. And I got better at them um, by just getting into flow. And like, yeah. if it kind of feels like probably how a comedian feels like when their jokes are hitting, like, like I, where you can just fall back and just be like, they're going to love some way or another. This next thing I have <laughs> to say is going to come out, but it's going to come out naturally and they're going to love it. And we started getting like 90% of the jobs we were up for when I got good at that thing, which is the first impression, which is like, I don't know. It, it's like, it's like hitting that note, right. The, from, from the outset, because if they sense that you're like nervous on this call, you're going to be nervous throughout the whole process. Cause they're, cause once you get hired for the job, you then have to be that person for the whole thing. And they've been working on this campaign behind the scenes for like a year. All of a sudden this random dude they hired is like the face of it. And I'm doing like, once I get the job, I'm doing pre-pro meetings and fucking pitch meetings to like boardrooms of 50 people. Yeah. And I'm standing there stoned as a fucking juggalo doing my thing. (laughs) Yeah. That's the whole thing. When I stopped taking it so seriously, I stopped taking myself so seriously and stopped having like, here's the list of things I need to get across. Like, I would just get on the calls and like, that's when I started doing the calls more with Cass. That helps too. It's like, I got my girl on there and I'm looking at her and I know that if I miss something for some reason, She'll she'll get it. Yeah. It's the same thing being in a band. Yeah. It's the same no, thing. No, life just keeps reminding me in my artistry, like, flow is everything. And yeah. the less I control and the more I let go, like, the more things flow. Especially with, like, you know, writing and improvising, writing and melodies and stuff. Like, every time we have one of these jam sessions, I'm like, why didn't I play music all week for, like, two, yeah. you know, I didn't do anything for two weeks. I haven't wrote, written anything. I have nothing in my notes to share. But it's the less prepared I am, the better I am always. Yeah. You know, it's weird. It's like, and the more... Even with like in the moment writing, I'm just focusing on like a general mood. Words and stuff will just flow out, just like a general good vibe. If I'm focusing That's on like it has to sound, it, like, exactly. you know, it has to sound like yeah. this. It's like it, 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 all of these barriers of resistance come up, and then it feels so hard to form an idea and sentences and whatever oh, yeah. because it comes, it becomes about all of these like tiny things instead of just like everything I do is going to be good if I'm like in this good vibe that people want to resonate with. And of course, like just like the podcast, I've had to separate this barrier of like there's always things to sing about. What are we talking about? Like, how yeah. could I go blank? Like, I yeah. have a trillion million things to say all of the time and I would love to sing them in a way that feels more emotional and um, there's always things to tap into even if my mind feels blank because I'm like you know I'm like some perfect life and some perfect relationship like people in the room have shit for me to tap into you know it's like there's always a well for you to write from and stuff and it's so funny that I've lived until this moment in my life feeling like 
I could actually have periods where like there isn't anything to to yeah. talk about or get into or you know pop into someone else's consciousness <laughs> we talked about on the last podcast bruce springsteen wrote all of his songs that we all love from his dad's perspective he never had those jobs yeah. he never did those things yeah. he wasn't a working class guy yeah. he was a fucking little artist boy <laughs> yeah he's but he felt kid. it and he's sensitive uh, so he can ve- tap yes, into exactly. it so he's like oh, i feel what this motherfucker's going through my my old man he's depressed and he's fucking dragged down by the fucking machinery of this country yeah and i can write hit album after hit album if i just assume that because he's just a privileged rich guy who's fucking living the dream and getting rich off of his art and you start to get real distance from who you are but kind of like embodying i think he embodies like strength with like above that struggle and that's like the vibe that he is able to tap into i think that people yeah you know resonate with with his music it doesn't matter what necessarily what he writes about as long as he's like pushing through the whatever that's like his you know vibe of all of his songs yeah um yeah i had a moment last night that i was like a little haunted by all the times that i've been in my head and like stopped the flow of conversation with like a thought and like as i've become more of a like a mindful person where i don't just like blurt out the first thought i'm having i see what it leaves room for you know, and what ends up happening or being expressed without those like, what is this? I'm honoring my thought in this moment. And mm. not saying like of like quashing your inner stuff, but like not it's like it's, there's a filter to it in a way that's not like overly precious or overly self-critical, but a more like kind of like uh, Nelson Mandela used to say this. Like he speaks slowly because he's thinking about what he's going to say before he says it, you know, like yeah. making sure that he's saying something that's like in alignment and true. And yeah. Um, and it's not it's not a thought thing. It's not like oh, I need to come up with the thought. It's like I'm I need to just tap into who I am. Like we've listened to some Ramdas recordings where like he's in a Q and A, and they'll ask him a question and he'll just like pause for like thirty seconds and then go on a fifteen minute rant. Yeah, there's no way he came up with all the the script for that fifteen minutes and thirty seconds. That's what I was just gonna say. I feel like this becomes easier when you start letting in the idea that like you don't actually create anything. You're just tapping into like whatever language you know. These bigger gods that are creating these things, or like the multiverse wanting to create this art, and it's just using you. Um, You're just a fisherman. Yeah, because I feel like this when you start identifying as the creator is when it gets complicated because yeah. then your ego is attached to all of the reception of it and what it means for yeah. for it to be coming from you and um, you know all that stuff about like trying to retain coolness through performance and yeah. you know, so avoiding doing it entirely. You're, um, we're, we're channels, really. We're channels. That's like, yeah. And it's all out there. For like, real. you could be the Beatles. You are Bob Dylan. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like, they were open to some stuff. Yeah. But yeah. they were not, like, controlling it and manhandling it. The, the music is real. Like, there's a reason why we all talk about them. Yeah. You know? They're real and they're bigger than us. And not we're really just here do to talk serve about them. them. I don't think a lot of people do talk I about them. I love that you did that, like, little following muse art last night. Because that's, like, the whole, yeah, what my whole consciousness seems to be thinking about right now is, like, God, I, I sure am better if I just let go. <laughs> And it's, but like, I, it, I think we said like follow the muse a lot, but I like it as your muse because it's yeah. like very personal. Definitely. It's like what you, inspires you and yeah, gets what's you fired. inspiring you. It changes you. in the, in the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. It might be, you might walk into <laughs> totally. a room and be like, man, that dog, like, you know, <laughs> like, like how Mowgli lights me up or magic totally. like lights me up. And I'm like, oh man, I needed that. Like, that's my muse to be cool in this moment. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's few and far between to find things that excite you in this life. And you got to really, like, follow them and follow the fires. 
um, I was kind of talking with Joey about this because he was saying just a couple days ago, like, oh, I feel like I need to restrict some stuff in my life. And it just kind of got me thinking about like, <clears throat> restriction can be really good sometimes if you're trying to channel your fire more appropriately and focus. Um, but sometimes I feel like always focusing on the negative, like what can I take away or what can I be less inspired by just continues to cycle that like cold structure and things versus if we were excited about something, there's basically no amount of zips, weed or anything that could get in between you and that thing. Yeah, to me, I think more about it is like, you just need to find a fire that burns down the other ones. Like, and this is know. coming from a Virgo. So, you know, it's <laughs> learned wisdom. Definitely <laughs> learned wisdom. I am queen of restriction <laughs> and cutting off and all of that stuff. So yeah, I'm, I like, I love that. Follow your muse, follow the fires. And it's like different small things during the day. And sometimes they come to me and life is a blessing like that and they fall on your doorstep. But I found in my adulthood, I need to seek it out more. And the I've, I've had prolonged periods of depression because I didn't exercise that tool of seeking out inspiration that really takes no amount of time to get online when you're able to tap into the whole world. Yeah. All it takes is me watching one video of a singer that inspires me to be like, that's what I'm doing all I'm day back. to day. I'm back, baby. But I, I can go through periods. I've gone through periods of my life where it was, took me seven months to do that. And during that seven months, I was just in this cold, dark, oh, what is me in life place, you know? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think there is a beauty to being able to tap into so many people right now, um, especially when it's so easy to feel dead inside in this apocalyptic I th landscape. I think sometimes. <laughs> yeah. If you feel dead inside, it's completely natural. <laughs> yeah. Don't be alarmed. Tis the season. But yeah. You got to go through the season of like this inner deadness to appreciate yeah. those moments that there is a spark. There is something yes. that makes you excited. And you're just, we're calling the universe like, okay, mm -hmm. where is the spark? Where is yes. a little flicker yeah. of excitement? And then you take that little flicker and you throw <laughs> tissues on it. And anything that'll burn up fast. Totally. I did. I do think that skill of learning how to build a fire by my hands when I was sent away, was one of the most helpful things I learned. It mm. made me understand how precious fire is. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's hard to do. So did you learn it from one of these things? or like a Yeah, I had to. Um, I carved a bow oh, yeah. and put string on it. And then I, I found a top rock and you get a spindle. You carve a spindle out and then you have a foundation and you yeah. hold the top rock and the spindle. Um, you got to be really <laughs> physically strong to do it. I was like, you know, one of the only girls out of the 13 because I was at the time like a professional athlete dancing all the time. Um, but it takes a lot and mainly it's, it's that moment of like getting the ember into the nest and blowing it, not blowing it too hard, just enough oxygen, but not too much. <laughs> Can't start a fire without a spark. Yeah. And that's a lot of what you're talking about with containers. I think, you know, the containers for the fires, so they have enough oxygen to breathe, but mm -hmm. so they don't also go out and you guys are masters of that and masters of, I think, thinking of how different people will sort of like ignite each other or put each other out. Mm. Oh yeah. Skill set. Yeah. I mean, it's it's also like uh, like it, you were just talking about like Joey beating himself up over like we, he talked about it on Boys Club Patreon.com slash Church and Chill. Uh, there's eight episodes of Boys Club and we're getting deep on there. But Joey had a bad set and then on the on the the drive home he just went full scorched I earth. I hate myself. But it's uh, <laughs> it's just fucking it's 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 uh, that penchant. I think I don't know if you guys have this, but to like masculine energy your life like in a yes. moment like you know like no i'm gonna take care of this we're fucking right now i think it's why i like cleaning so much i'm like that's it's a way of like without like uh crushing my creative and beating myself up and all that stuff just be doing something that feels like it's making things a little bit better but yeah i uh i get i get it too i try not to beat myself up um 
that is a, a lifelong struggle. I think that anyone that is like going out on a limb is going to be dealing with. Well, yeah. And it's so easy. Like it's easy to blame all your problems on zips. Like that's such an easy thing for your mind to control. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You're like, I'm not doing good. And this external thing in my life can fix it. And I'm not, I'm like, sometimes you do need to cut things out of your life. Like you shouldn't totally dismiss Virgo wisdom, but, um, there's, it's a never ending trip of what can I take out? Just trust me on this. And, um, what can I restrict in my life? And a lot of times, like all of this stuff gets override, you know, mm. by love and like all of these other factors that we don't in our very like masculine concept of A plus B equals C in this world, like don't sort but of I, see. But I, I feel like if you take your, your uh, masculine tools um, and they're so sharpened and applying to like, no, I got to cut this on it eventually will, uh, you'll meet a person and those tools will start to apply to them. And that's where you got to really realize like people have to be the exception you know what i mean i need to let people in i need to let them affect me definitely there's you know there's a time and a place i think for making big edits in your life with people but i've actually gotten less down with that and more like things just naturally i don't know all the friends i have right now are perfect for my life right now yeah and I don't, I don't have to have like a breakup with them or it, like if, if it's not, if it's not aligning for some reason, it just naturally kind of sheds off. Yeah. I don't think you have to bring the, the fucking flamethrower to, uh, to all aspects. It's good to have it in some aspects, but it's good to also realize like, oh, I see what I'm doing right now. That felt out of control because I just bombed on stage or bombed on a phone call or whatever. You know, and I feel out of control. I want to use these masculine tools I have to slice and dice myself and, and control, control something. Yeah, know? there's like this difference between think. being like, and I think we've never wanted to subscribe to like, oh, someone's toxic. You know, I think there's like, yeah. can be this narrative of like, oh, they're a toxic person or this is toxic. I think ultimately you kind of want to go in and through that fire and realize, like, I think at least for us, we, mm. we go in and through the fire because like the we have um, this core value of like people are a reflection of you. So if there's someone who's triggering you, it's kind of like, let's go in and through it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that when to, when you're not serving each other, that you maintain something like you, there's no reason to force life. Like you're saying, yeah. Force relationship, it, yes, force, exactly. force anything. Um, yeah. And yeah. we've all done it. We've all, we've all done it on each other's watches too you know what i mean we've all seen each other like and it's like oh it's cute you're trying to take control of something because love makes you feel out of control force maintaining and a relationship or force ending a relationship yeah, there's yeah, a lot of exactly. like that kind of doesn't yeah. need force as yeah, much as letting it, you know just putting out the flame entirely or letting it fucking become a wildfire that's out of control whatever it is but um yeah yeah i think it becomes I'm I'm definitely guilty, obviously, of cutting too much out and cutting people out, and uh, it's the protective mechanism, like we talked about, just from my past, and also just feeling like, oh, I can control my mood, and when I'm alone, I'm great, mm-hmm. and I think that's when you have trauma or just anybody living the human experience, you do get, you can get to protective places in your life where you need to care for yourself and you need to rest and you need to not have the dissonance of other people's psyches around you. They're different and they're ultimately going to challenge you. Yeah. But I got stuck in that and I, I know a lot of sweet girls too that are stuck in it right now too, where they can't get out of a protective face of life because of course it's easier to be alone. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. and um, I do think it took a couple people that were a little bit abrasive with me, um, which I'm so thankful for always when it happens, <laughs> you, you being one of them. I wasn't even thinking about you when I said that. I was thinking actually about like a couple like random clients who were mm. kind of like checking me on stuff. Because, um, yeah, life is like I think the whole point, at least so far, it seems like is to be interaction with other people. Yeah. It's the only way that's the only way at least forward motion happens. Life moves and mm-hmm. you grow and you learn and you understand and um it's okay to not always be ready for that challenge, but I do pride myself on somebody that wants to be ready for that challenge and wants to like hold myself and hold space for that challenge because the truth is when I'm doing well, like there's nothing you could say to fuck with me and who my person is. Like I know who I am so strong. Like it's really fun for me. Like I just talked about this last night to be in competitive environments because to me that's an that's a representation of I'm at my best self. Mm. You know, if I want to go play with as much fire as possible, like you know I'm doing good. Mm. When I feel like I can't and I get to spaces where I can't handle anything. Yeah. You know, or anybody. Um, and I definitely go between those two things and I, but I know the times when I'm like, Oh, I just want to be alone. It's not like a high vibe me, you know, it's not, yeah. it's not the highest version of mayor who needs to be alone and can't. someone who just needs an in breath and <laughs> just needs to chill for we a second. We get sec. to be alone when we're dead. Yeah. You get to be alone <laughs> when you're dead. I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> As someone who um, loves alone time, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but you guys have definitely like. I've learned to, I don't even know, like I, I, I was going to say, I've learned to love the messiness of relationship or just like come to understand the importance and how much it makes me grow. And, um, I definitely feel like I'm less trigger happy, even with new friends that come into my life about like wanting to get rid of people um, or categorize I, them, you and, know? Well, feeling a, a deeper sense of responsibility, especially since my Saturn return came just about like being there for people and, um, yeah, because I don't feel like when I cut people off, I was necessarily like, they're bad. I think I've just, I've had this real, like, uh, I don't want you to fuck, like, with my shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not even like, I, because I'm guilty of demonizing people for sure, but I don't, uh, even the people that I've cut off recently in the past few years, I'm like, they were good people. A lot of times it's like you, I I don't want to hurt you anymore. It comes from that. Yeah. And, and I'll cut you thing, out of my yeah. life. Yeah. It's, it's complicated. It's like you turning, know? you turn off. As someone who feels like love lights have been turned off around me, oh my god, yeah. it's so painful when someone turns off their love light, yeah. where you just like can't access that part of you that made exactly. them happy. You're like, <laughs> yeah. <"No>, what? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the worst. <laughs> the worst. Um, so yeah, I'm so sorry. I I have you know for all of my astrology nerds out there, I have Saturn in the seventh. So my whole big thirty year life lesson was like, how do you want to relate to people in a responsible way you know do you want to be cold and distant what does that look like where does the distance exist you know where does the responsibility lie where does the gravity lie you know Mm. where does the constriction lie where are you perceiving oppression when there's none you know where are you implementing authority where there's none Mm. yeah which is a huge thing for me always in dynamics you know and i want to not be that way but that's definitely the jump off yeah (laughs) that's definitely what i'm working with and you sort of move from there yeah well i mean i think it's it's worthwhile to even get to that place to just every now and then check in with yourself and like take a sample size of like am i demonizing anyone right now and why am i doing i mean it's always like i have qualities about myself that are reflected back at me so sharply through this person that i will project those qualities onto them and cut them off and yeah 
That's exactly. what you, you're just compartmentalizing yeah. that part of yourself <laughs> and saying, I'll deal with that later. Right. So it's good to go through like, who are the people I currently hate? Like if they come up, they make my blood boil. Cause that's where there's work to be done. Yeah. You know? And it's crazy because it's, uh, it feels so night, nice and tidy when you do like say, Oh Yeah here's the set of reasons that this person does not uh, deserve to be around me anymore. And you write them off, but like you're writing off a part of yourself that's going to become this decrepit, haunted fucking lost Island of your soul that like when you do have to eventually fucking face the music, that's going to be a, 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 an area in which you're basically decided to refuse to grow. Yeah. You know? Totally. And this is hard, especially when it comes to, like, romantic relationships. Yeah. Face the music yeah. and take your medicine, as you like to say to me. Some, yo, uh, <laughs> face the altar and take your fucking medicine. Oh, that's what it was? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the same Face thing. the music is not something I go to say to people, but you know what I mean? Because, it, like, saying that to somebody, it's like, I don't know. That's... You're just talking to yourself. <laughs> that shirt needs to be worn more. Oh, yeah. 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 You were saying in relationships? In relationships, it's tough. Because, like, yeah, they're, they're, like, there comes a time for a lot of relationships where it's just like, it, it, you know, it's over. It, it, it should end. And, like, how do you do that without there being hurt feelings? And, like, if both people weren't on the same timeline about how or why that should end, yeah. it's like... It can get very confusing, you know. Even friendships, you know, like especially friendships. Yeah, like I think, and that's why, like, even starting off with this, I just think it's complicated. Like, I think some people aren't meant to leave your life. I've just been too much in that camp. Yeah, (laughs) I've just been (laughs) really (laughs) sparsely sold on the other theory that you need to keep anybody around for anything ever. Yeah, but when you move around as you know, these are all just protective mechanisms. Like. The big thing for me, too, is because I'm so mutable, those people are like old, just like you're saying, old personalities of mine. And yeah. when I kill old Marin, I want to become new Marin. I'm like, you knew old Marin? Like, I don't yeah. want you around. Yeah. <laughs> Please exactly. don't remind me of who I used to be because I hate her yeah. so much. <laughs> well, like, we all have like, I think it's a lot often perfect. Once I was able to embrace that, like a relationship ending isn't like as tragic as like, oh, we did the work that we were supposed to do together. Yeah. Right. It really helped me feel like, okay, it's all good. Yeah. It's all this. it's all good man yeah you haven't had a lot of crazy breakups though yeah a couple it doesn't matter it's like one bad one uh, you know the 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 worst thing that's ever happened i don't keep in touch with pretty much any of my exes i don't have that many but i don't have any relationship with them totally and i don't know maybe some people would say that's a sign of like things being bad but I don't know. I think I love very deeply. And when yeah. you don't share that space anymore, the idea that you maintain a friendship is kind of like the shallower level of a relationship you had. And I think you have to put a lot of work into having that be a positive relationship when you've shared love in a deep way. Yeah. And I think the more positive thing is to let each other find new reflections. Definitely. <laughs> There's, there's, what are we, 8 billion deep now? Yeah. yeah. We're 8 billion deep, yo. Find another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let yeah. go. Oh let God. go and let God. It's the most people we've ever had. I love that you said that, Cass. It's it's like always been my stance on breakups too. Like you should not ever be talking to your ex. There's so many people to talk to in this world. Yeah. Just quit Plus, doing that because one of you has more. One of you is pulling the heartstrings, and I know it's always both of you, but at the yeah. same time, like there's power that's so being much sucked power and dynamics. siphoned, and like especially with an ego like mine, not is like <laughs> I'm like don't have the biggest ego. I think is safe to say, but yeah. I want you to wish 
we were still together. <laughs> and I, That's why Cass is very fun to work with. You know, she does have that part of her. I yeah, I'm like, I had, I gave you good loving. And you're gonna remember it. Yeah, exactly. Like the best <laughs> thing you could do if you want to get back at somebody is just like live your best life. Yeah, you know, totally. And just, just yeah. Push uh, off each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, realizing what I was hating i had to do like meditations on like what do i hate right now it's never people i don't i've never had like even friends that i've cut off like i'm never mad at those it's oppressive structures it's that it's artists i get jealous Mm. if you think i I don't really get jealous i get so jealous of success and other artists and people just like being able to be themselves without complete self-loathing you know drowning in self-loathing And that's when I really had to like get my shit together six years ago. And I was like, I have to put out music whether I hate it or not. Like whether I think it sucks or not. Like this just needs to start the flowing. You're because jealous of that, that's where they that's started. That's all. That's the difference. That's what you know? they did. They actually started doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it, it can be really helpful to just pause on the things you don't like. Well, jealousy. Probably the, now that we're talking about this, I'm like, that is like one of the fucking, like we talked about like you got to do a desire inventory. Do a fucking hateful yeah. inventory. <laughs> totally. Like, what do I hate and why? I've maybe a, maybe you can do a burn ritual. Yeah, 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 exactly. Jealousy is like my favorite compass. Once I started utilizing it as a compass, yeah, I was like, what is it that I'm jealous of? Yeah, and like, it's like, oh, you're getting that spark of excitement, mm-hmm. that spark of feeling in love with someone or something. Mm-hmm. It's not because it's not with me. It's because I want to inhabit that feeling. Mm. Like, I'm jealous that you're inhabiting that feeling. Not yeah. that it's not with me as much as, oh, that's an experience that I covet, you know? Yeah. It's like excitement about life or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or a creation or being in flow like we're talking about. Yeah. Mm. We're kind Yeah. Just speaking a little bit to your Venus sign, I love it. I love astrology. What's my what? What does that mean? Like, cause Venus and penis. Because my Venus is in the penis sign. <laughs> yes, and it's called crab legs. <laughs> yeah, crab pinchers. Oh, and another thing, I fucking sometimes I'm whatever. Um, it's also like. I think learning, I mean, this is ridiculous for me to say, being in like codependent relationship or whatever. Um, but. Like the idea that when you're not with someone that it's like, or like when I'm not with you, Mare, it's like our jobs when we're not together is to have the most fun time, to honor the relationship when we're apart by honoring ourselves. You know what I mean? Like there's no, once I realize like, oh, we're all just reflections. We're all God. Everything's God. I'm like, yeah. oh, well, just because I'm not with you, just because I'm not with Sean, not just because I'm not with Mare at this moment doesn't mean I'm not with God. I know that sounds so fucking pretentious, <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Well, you're doing yourself, your partners, and God a disservice by not having the best time, no matter who you're with. Yeah. You know? Kind of, yeah. Like, there's no... I don't want to let anyone gatekeep my good time. Do you know what I mean? Amen. Aho, I, woo, woo. That one deserves uh, a little... (laughs) You can't gatekeep my good time. (laughs) I might have the best time with you, but that doesn't matter because I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> I will figure it out. I will figure it out, guys. I just, I think I'm so scared of being like disempowered, like needing someone or something. So this is like, you're seeing my protection mechanisms come totally. up of like what I need to say in order to say like, 
if you left me, I'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, I hear that a lot. It's really cute. She's like, I just have an art career. <laughs> She's but like, like, I'd just be a famous <laughs> painter. It's whatever. <laughs> She's like, without him, I'd be Andy Warhol, but it's fine. Like, I, I, I think, I, I think sometimes, fine. like, we've talked about this before. We, we've talked about it before, probably not on here, but, like, even ascribing negative attributes to, like, codependence and jealousy and, like... Yeah. You know, like, yeah. uh, I'm going to be fine if we're not together. It's okay if you're not. Like, I would, f- I have no problem admitting I'm codependent. I'm not going to be fine if we're not together. Like, <laughs> I, it makes me want to be good at this. You know what I mean? If I went through just, like, kind of, oh, like, always gassing myself up with, like, dude, you're fine. You're better off alone. You're fine. Everything's cool. You don't need anyone. Like, I'm hardening this fucking shell around myself for no reason. And what I always say is, like, it starts to permeate other parts of your life, you yeah. know, that that's like, you hate when someone turns off the love light and like, you're like, got yours on a dimmer switch and you're like, I could fucking fuck with this yeah. right now. And it's all good. <laughs> yeah, no yeah, matter yeah, yeah. what anyone does to me, like, no, it's not all good. It fucking doesn't feel good when people fuck with you. Like, it's okay to admit that. Like, <laughs> fuck this good, good, good shit. Like, yeah, life, it's fucking hard. And it sucks when people, when you're, when your journey's done with them or it's not resonating anymore or your old charms have worn off on somebody. It's like, it's devastating. It fucking sucks. We're allowed to admit that. And it sends you into the depths of the shadow realm. And a lot of people, instead of, like I said this about Trump, instead of doing the work down there and like being like, why, why is it like this right now? Why am I in the depths of hell over someone not being around anymore? Someone treating me like this? Fucking examine what it's all about for you. Because I couldn't tell you, you know? I know for me what my triggers are, abandonment, humiliation these kind of things like uh, probably jealousy it doesn't even get tested you know and i mean it's such an issue it probably it doesn't even get tested you know <laughs> yeah yeah and then i was walking around like the subway a couple of days ago and just had one of those like mushroom download revelations where i was like just saw everybody as a kid mm-hmm. who just really needed love yeah. just really needed somebody to you know feel like yeah. they picked them for love and yeah um yeah like yeah and nobody in any position ever differs that in a human body is so interesting like no matter the amount of success or art that you've made or money pussy that you've had or money like look at elon Musk. they're all they're all we're all kind of like equally desperate in different ways and different parts of our psyche yeah Yeah. um to get that love and validation and you're probably right Cass. like when you get it more from your mom and dad there's less of like a maybe a need outwardly from the world you know and sometimes that absence can cause it to be more like rampant but this you know well i mean Cass got it from her mom and dad but from a young age knew she wanted like to be in relationships yeah you know and we just said that before we come on came on here it's like we just honored all of our teenage loves like yeah for christ's sake we all came from yeah. like Cass came from not as tough of a household but there were substance abuse issues in oh, her yeah. household like she had to deal with something like she yeah. and, and an only child going through that we dealt with what we've dealt with, which is insane. <laughs> but then, like, our partners came along in our teenage years and the scariest fucking part of your life. Like, thank God those fucking people came along. And all of our partners as teenagers, for the most part, were, like, good people and showed yeah. us love. And, you know, yeah. we learned from them. We learned about ourselves. And we learned how to how to go through a, a love journey with someone and that it ends and that, you know, this and that, like those relationships uh, made us who we are and like probably second to like our parental and sibling relationships is like 
right there. It's like your first loves, the imprint that the first love leaves on you. Was it a positive imprint? We all had like pretty much positive experiences. When your relationship with your first love was over, you knew why. It was for very adult reasons, you yeah. know what I mean? You dealt with it like an adult. You mourned the relationship. <laughs> you, you did. You know what I mean? A little excessive screaming, but, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. But who cares? You're a fucking kid, you know? Yeah. And then you got some time to be, like, single and, like, have fun and, like, be a kid. And, like, yours, you're, you know, you had a great first love. And that probably it fucking saved, saved your, your life. Literally. You know? <laughs> Almost killed you, too. But Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Joseph, wherever you are. Yeah, shout out to Kathleen. <laughs> I know where she is. That's my girl. Yeah, and see, like, I don't talk to Joseph, not because Joseph wouldn't love to talk to me, but because I know I have the power in that dynamic, and there's no point in Joseph's life that I wouldn't oh, yeah, no, break his heart. Yeah, you no, know? It's, like, you're very I cut him off, and I broke up with him out of, like, because of him, for him. Yeah. You know, like, I made those decisions for Joseph, and you may not believe me, but... Well, yeah. I was going to say that when we were talking about, like, cutting people out. Sometimes people need to cut you out. And, like, you come to that realization before they do. You have to trust that. Do. If someone cuts you out, you got to trust that they're but, doing it for you, But too. what yeah. if you come to the realization before they do? That's kind of what happened with your first boyfriend. That's kind of what she's saying happened with her first boyfriend. You're I like, would rather... It made me feel like I'd rather get broken up with than break up with someone. It was so after painful. That, yeah. I was like, this is, with him, yeah. I was like, this is the most painful thing I've ever done. Until you've been broken up with. And you're but like, yes. I would rather break up with people <laughs> yeah. every day, every moment. But being than broken up with... have a singular broken up with in my life. <laughs> being broken up with, you can cling to victimhood. You can be like, eh, and you can get that sassy, like, like, I'll, oh, show, you, them. I'll show them. Yeah. You know, like when you do, when you invite the void into your life, it's a whole different fucking like whoa whoa what the fuck what did i just do mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah villain yeah yeah i've been well practiced in that hood i've <laughs> i've never been single so i don't really uh, you know i'm just surfing the waves of of consequence out here <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> choppy seas mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Yeah. No, the like importance of aloneness, there like is something to that in the human experience. But I think the way that our masculine consciousness is wrapped around it, it's definitely like stifling. It's yeah. so much I'm, balance. Yeah, it's so much balance. Because I'm so glad for the time I spent alone. And I'd be such a less cool, especially women. Like I'd be such a less cool girl if I had a man this whole time, you know? Mm. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, there's, there's definitely space that opens up when oh when when i met sean i was like i don't want this like i need more time to figure out who i am before this volcano luckily luckily he was spaciousness enough that i feel like i found myself through and within the relationship but i find not to make this like a therapy session but that um maybe it's an only child thing i'm or maybe it's that i say no to everything like i have a really hard time asking for help or accepting help or like if someone's like, hey, can I give you a hand with that? I always ask people, can I give you a hand? And when I, they say, yeah, I'm psyched because I'm like, I want to serve. I want to help. And then anyone approaches with me with that energy. I'm like, no, I got it. And I can't, I don't know what that is. We don't have to fucking dive into it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like I'm kind of acknowledging that it's not like the healthiest energy because you got to work to get momentum to get forward it's like we got to collaborate you know and Mm -hmm. i don't know what my resistance to collaborate i you know obviously i do know how to collaborate but i do have also resistance to collaboration that makes things more challenging necessarily probably yeah anyway i don't mean to 
dead on this. No, no you didn't. We I love it. I think it's funny because, it like, uh, when when Cass tries to do the like her masculine energy thing, like yeah. this was in the first three minutes that we met each other, she was like, "I'm never gonna be falling in love with anyone again." And I'm like, like she's telling this to a stranger. That's how that, and so she puts the line in the sand, crosses that line twenty minutes later when she's like off of her shift and just drinking a beer and staring at me like, "Fuck it, I know it's on," you know. And we've done that so many times in this relationship. She's like, here's the line, knowing she's going to cross it. Lines so it's, are it's, meant it's to be a, crossed, I guess. No, well, I mean, I think our ego does this thing. And, it, and it, a lot of times uh, you can feel it in the resistance to uh, psychedelics sometimes. Yeah. Our ego does this thing where it's like, here's my last stand. Here's my last chance before I get fucking dosed with love and everything goes feminine chaos out of control in my life. Before I get dosed with acid. Before here are the I, rules. Yeah, here are the rules and I'm not doing it. You know, and then you're just like, oh, fuck it. And it feels so good to let go into the into just fine let's just see where this goes um no rules let's let's go but i yeah i think that the basis of love is no like is no rules just like you talked about it being falling before i was just thinking about that earlier when we were talking in this podcast like there's something essential about like the freedom of when you your first love compared to your family love like family love usually always comes with rules even though it's unconditional there's yeah. a lot of rules mm -hmm. behave a certain you know? way and you'll get my and with love. your first love it's conditional but there's no rules yeah you know, it's like totally fun for a different reason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the no rules thing is like you know, that expansiveness, at least for me and my personality is, is obviously what makes it exciting. It's like, how deep could you go? Mm -hmm. You know, there's, a, there's an abound. Yeah. There's an endlessness to it that seems um, not trapping. Um, and I also like the conditional nature of it. You know, I know I think we talk about unconditional love a lot. It's like the thing to aspire to, but like, I like the conditional nature of we get to choose out of 8 billion people you want to spend your time around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have I, such a I'm, short time I'm seconding here. on that one. <laughs> you know, I do, I, I like that it's not yeah. promised. That there's yeah. like, we, you gotta be good. You gotta be good and show yeah. up good, you know. Not just well, and it's the good not isn't about being well behaved. It's about no. being in your truth. And if yes. you're in your truth, someone can fall in love with who you are. And if yes. you're not being honest with who you are, they're falling in love with some weird version of you that you're trying to project that isn't your truth. But if you're honest with who you are, then you'll attract the person and people who love you for who you are. And what would you want more than that is to be who, like, you that's what I feel like what the path is, is like, how do we just like strip off all these fucking pretenses so that we can be loved for who, who we really are, not a version or a makeup version of ourselves or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, the idea that there's something to come home to is really controversial. I think in our current state of like the way that we think about navigating life in this dominating way where you just get to choose who you are each and every day. And there's, I think w I've definitely in the past decade, couple years, five years, um, really, you know, my life is accelerated and my growth is accelerated by valuing listening and less of the, I get to choose who I am and more of the, I get to realize who I am. Mm -hmm. And I know that balance is different for everybody um, and different for the arts that you're doing. Um, but it is the, you know, it's more of the feminine side of life of like, there is a home base and we're like, we were talking about with feelings versus thoughts. A lot of times when the current language of things, you think, Oh, thoughts create feelings. And I totally disagree. Um, Sometimes feelings can create thoughts. I think thoughts are kind of like a separate thing and there's a lot more influence. But feelings are, are, a, are like a solidified water that you can tap into. And it's much more solid than people think it is. You know, we think about emotions like thoughts, like they're just flippant. You can run them out. And it's quite different. It's a reality that mm -hmm. we kind of like totally dishonor. And 
um, banish. Well, that's why <laughs> honoring what's going on in your body is probably the most transformative work you can do. Yes. And that's why the talk therapy can be something you're in for your entire life and still need to go back to. But yes. if you really have an honest conversation with your body, you can bring stuff to the surface that is open for like a, a new realization. Mm. And I'm like very much in that work right now. And I'm not like on the other side of it, but I'm like, I'm because of you guys like learning and at my own pace, how to become more embodied and what that means for me and how to listen to myself and, and be in my body. Cause then I feel like through that path, my hope is that it affects every part of my life, you know, being able to perform, being able to show up, being able to have better sex, like all these things is like a worthy pursuit is I'm finding, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's so exciting to watch you and everybody else come out of their shell and, it's so silly when you zoom out a little bit how much we're in your, our own way. Oh, yeah. You know, like how much you have to offer. And I know you come to those realizations sometimes. Like you realize the deck that you're playing with and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've been doing with this deck. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been playing these cards. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I got to play a heavier hand every once in a while, you know? Yeah, I think for my makeup, <laughs> for my makeup, my enthusiasm is very powerful. Like yes. I'm like a natural hype man. Oh, yeah. So if I'm enthusiastic, that's like... And I think for other people, it's different stuff. I don't know if it's for everyone, that kind of stuff. But for me, it's like an enthusiasm is like my muse. Like, where yes. I mean, that's stupid because everyone's enthusiasm is their muse. But um, I get it. I don't know. Yeah. 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 And again, more of like a feeling based. What's creating the fire? What's stoking the fire? Well, because there's a, a, like a cr for my for me. I'm maybe not the main character in my story, but like I am. But it's like different and that I like want to be it's natural to want to be different people on the pyramid yeah. like the way we have our in human design are you a generator are you a manifesting <laughs> generator are you a projector like yeah. manifesting generators is all enthusiasm so that's totally. what it is yeah I, th I think that's why you fit into the the dynamic Cass and I already had so well because I feel like she is like uh the captain of our little ship and then she finds a good spot for us and I cast out and I pull in the fish and she just deals with them you know and like it's cool because I feel like you're a fellow fisherman like you're <laughs> out there and I'm like okay cool and like Cass loves that like okay you got some fish too let's fucking do it let's make a fucking meal out of this I can I can handle all this like I want that so I think it, it like uh but I, uh, I'm like, I like looking over and like, uh, you know, seeing you like making stuff all the time. It's, it, it really, uh, it helps me continue to want to make stuff. Yeah. Loving two artists is like the best and a <laughs> little bit worst. of a handful sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but more the best, like 99% the best, 1% like the worst, but yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Cass was doing some old school psychedelic eye gazing with me last night yeah pretty non-consensual too like I'm, yeah. I'm sitting there like backed against the wall kind of like this and Cass is sitting here just <laughs> staring into my eyes like crying and laughing at the same time sorry it was fucking I was like we're having wild. a moment we were having come, a moment come, come for it we had fun though we were just like wrestling over there and like dancing and fucking well, doing yeah. weird rituals Marza was the uh, soundtrack to our life for a second and we were just like let's have a great time yeah yeah <laughs> 
But I couldn't tell if Cass was looking at me with eyes of like, Jesus, God damn, look at this ridiculous fucking person I've devoted so much time to. <laughs> and I, was, I kept getting like, are you okay? Like, are we fine? Like, well, that's part of the eye gazing is to like, ha- like yeah. let the self-consciousness come right. to the front and like uh, burn totally. it off. Like the totally. eye gazing is like. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. It, yeah it, um, it's, it's tough, but it's like the most psychedelic thing you can do with or without drugs like it's fucking crazy you know just to sit there and stare and like see what you go through and yeah 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 artists it's it's funny that like yeah we 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 put artists on a pedestal i was just thinking about this last week and how much of a handful we are to be up close with and deal with and the fact that like the only reason that we're able to make anything is because we're susceptible and we're sensitive right yeah um, and we're not just sensitive, we're fragile. And I want to separate those two things because I think we talk about them as the same a lot and they're totally different things. And they're, you know, mutually exclusive, as they say. Mm. Um, and artists are both. And I also want to take away the, like, derogatory and negative attributes of fragile. Yeah. Because um, I think it's what, again, makes you able to create anything or come to deeper levels of understanding is letting yourself be broken down by things. Yeah. You know, not being... Not always having to hold a solid shape. Um, and that means like more breaking down all the time in life, you know, <laughs> and, mm. and that being a value, even if you don't see it as a value in your mind, like that's how artists move. You know, yeah. we support the breakdown because <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, we know it. it brings us deeper understanding, you know, and it knew it, we know it gets us to different levels of ourselves. So, yeah, I'm sorry, but. <sighs> <laughs> well with, with something's fragile you got to handle it with care so you know yeah when you see that in somebody and, and a fellow traveler handle it with care and it's good to apply that to everyone because everyone has that in them oh yeah yeah definitely um lots of things to get easily broken down about <laughs> yeah. and then you have to build yourself back up and that's teaches you all kinds of different things about yourself too and you know Hence the artist's different eras and versions of yourself and mm. their propensities to recreate. But yeah, everyone's an artist, um, but not everyone's as crazy <laughs> 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 or addicted to the breakdown or whatever. And I think it's important that they're not, you know what I mean? Because the yeah. other thing is like, you don't want a society full of artists. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. We need things built and stuff. Like yeah. we need people that are about the build up and the solid and the keeping it together. But mm-hmm. we also obviously need the other. Mm-hmm. We need to value each other more, too. Well, it's know? crazy that even though now we're 8 billion strong, that the universe just keeps pumping out the best balance that you could possibly have. It's really, it's, uh, and it's crazy when things get out of balance that it just corrects itself. There's no way this billionaire nonsense can keep going on. It'll correct itself. It has in the past. You know, look back at all the revolutions. Like, it just corrects itself. Mm-hmm. Even if the correction's bigger than us. Yeah. You know, you got to trust that too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even if it's got to get worse before it gets better. You yeah. got to. Even know. if it means humans don't exist anymore. Can I, you imagine such a pleasant, lovely earth? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, I'm so nervous after watching this Graham Hancock thing. I'm just like, oh, hold on loosely, hold on tightly. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We have had to rebuild civilization before. Like, right now, we're living at the peak of something, you know? It's definitely meant to crumble again. It's kind of it's it's been the way of uh, of this planet. The breakdown. Yeah, the the ex- Neptune worshippers take over eventually. Just the the <laughs> extinction level event happening on 
a personal and profound level and happening yeah. on the biggest levels you can imagine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. I have delusions that I can survive major natural disasters. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a grand delusion that I think a lot I of I have share. it. And then I have a day like yesterday where I have allergies and I'm like. I'm the first to go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like. I'm, I'm like I could swim through anything. Yeah. <laughs> Lava. Bring it. Bring it. That's it. And I don't. That kind of death kind of sounds nice anyway. It's like if your comet just. That feels like it's probably instantaneous comet hitting. Uh, For some people. Yeah. yeah. Depends where you're at. Depends where you're at. (laughs) You know, then there's those that like survive that for six months. You're eating your children. You're eating your children. (laughs) Yeah. You get really dark. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, apparently around the, the, the winter, what is it? Solstice. The winter solstice we're due for, where we're going to be right in the pocket when we're due for another, uh, Well, that's where the sky was when there was a potentially a cataclysmic event in like 12,000 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like something's going to go down this fall, but I don't know what it is. Keep an eye out for the serpents in the sky. Yeah. And then just meditate on having a good death and not holding on or just let go. Mm-hmm. All's well that ends well. Yeah, and if you feel uncomfortable about it, just go read NDEs. They make you feel better. Oh yeah, yeah. Even the scary ones. <laughs> yeah. The scary ones are just a reflection of where that person's psyche was in that moment that that death came ripping. They're like point two percent of them. Oh really? Ninety nine percent, like ninety. It may be ninety eight. I think it may be even ninety nine or positive experiences that people have. Oh yeah. Especially since they made it back. It's very rare. Yeah, the people have negative ones. Yeah. I brought to the underworld. But I do think that's fascinating. It's usually on like meth. And you yeah. think you're just probably just meeting the meth god. I told you guys when I died on ketamine I was in a battle with what I conceived to be this the ketamine demon. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've fought that fight. Yeah. You know. I didn't yeah. I didn't perceive it as that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a fun visual little thing that my brain took me through. <laughs> I have to pee. Do you guys want to wrap it up? Or yeah, you this was this was a damn back? fucking pleasure. Thanks for doing it, y'all. Thank you, Cass. This was a pleasure. I love you guys. I love hanging out. I love, you. I love hanging out with you guys. Thanks for joining us on this so wild nice. adventure of us yeah. figuring out a lot of nothing, but something in the meanwhile. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> join our patreon and join the party it's patreon.com slash church of chill mayor also has a patreon it's linked in the description of this episode i have a youtube and y- a youtube listen yeah my patreon spirit. is no more i'm just youtubing oh, okay. i'm doing everything for free okay word up yeah. word up um yeah the oracles are free they're fun though yeah. i'll eventually do some lives and stuff like that yeah we will too especially now that we got remonetized but i'm doing shorts like a couple times a week those are fun readings yeah. to tap into i try and keep them fun and funny and then i do 30 minute longer ones on youtube for each zodiac for each season yeah so that'll be fun to look forward to and i don't know if you saw but we are uh sp- sponsoring giving away a couple of your readings like oh we talked yeah, about be or amazing. one or one or two of yeah, them through the, in the discord whatever you we'll can win a reading out. with mayor well and, uh, no it's yeah. too late you we are picking the person who won um but congratulations congratulations whoever, whoever it is that we pick out of the hat um but 
if you that you weren't a lucky winner highly recommend it like i really do believe that uh, getting in touch with kind of your stars can give you like a new lease on life and kind of like a Working in harmony with your natural inclinations. Just talking to her on the phone will give you a new lease on life, even if she didn't get into astrology. It's it's worth it. It's yeah, fucking awesome. Totally. Yeah, just like when you look up at the stars and you get reminded that you're a part of a bigger picture. I think astrology is just a deeper meditation on that, and it can mm. place you in a story that holds you a little bit firmer than the chaos that you're perceiving. Yeah. Um, SoundCloud, Mayor the Artist. Hell yeah. I'm putting out music, so you should listen to it. Definitely. Let me know what you think about it. Tell me if you hate it. Tell me which parts you liked. Tell me if you didn't like any of it. Uh, <laughs> seek out her new banger called um, Mass. Yeah, it's called yeah. Mass. Check that one out. Um, yeah. And oh, I just want to say, I think that our, our Discord community is, uh, it's an antidote to seasonal depression. If yes. there could be one through a computer, it's that. And there's a, a plenty of pe- like-minded folks there that uh, exchange all kinds of beautiful sacred knowledge. Yeah, and if you have something to give to someone who might be lonely and just wanting to like look and not ready to share, like don't hold back your yeah. art or your... And if, if for some reason uh, you can't throw us a dollar or two a month through um, patreon.com slash church of chill, uh, send us a little DM and we'll hook you up with the... Uh, the discord link because uh, it's good to just know that there's other like-minded people De- out there definitely yeah, yeah. um i'm trying to get on there more yeah for sure we yeah. need you yeah it's like a beautiful bonfire on a cold night you know yeah you're just like cold and like oh i just need something That's yeah I and i want to encourage people that are on there to share their stuff because the release of sharing even if you don't like what you share immediately afterwards <laughs> is very profound beyond yeah. language can express so yeah, and it's not about like the reaction like it's nice when someone hits a nice emoji or whatever but it's like just like moving the energy yes exactly just moving the energy um you'll feel better about yourself Mm. I'm projecting, but if you writhe in jealousy like me, you'll feel better about yourself. (laughs) 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 Thanks, y'all. Peace, love, and magic.